It's time for Rat Salad Review with your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Norgal, and Nate Lander. All right, welcome to Rat Salad Review. Hey, who the hell are you? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's Troy. Troy Noor. Welcome Troy back. Oh, damn it. I think I went back in time again. Oh, You're wrong. <laughs> you went back into Greg went back in time. Greg went back younger into time. the last time I saw him. He have not been on the show in like a year. I know. I've been let, busy. You just, you just uh, ghosted us. I didn't ghost you. You ghosted us. You just, uh, you just up and left. Up. That is not uh, true. said, I'll be back next week, and he, uh, he was gone. Oh, <laughs> you But you're back now, and uh, this week we're going to review uh, a band called Them. Oh. Have you, heard, have, have you listened to the new album yet? Um, they look pretty, I don't know, weird looking. This, Especially this guy. This guy. Yeah, yeah this that guy, guy right really there. Weird. He's real weird. And this guy here... He's kind of funny. He's been on the show a few times. That guy's very funny, actually. Yeah, he's he's very funny. Yeah, he is. But, but that guy he, with the, he's very weird. But uh, yeah, the blue cross on his face. That guy. Yeah. That guy. What, is he supposed to be like an evil uh, uh, Willy Wonka? I, I think like a tree elf or something. Tree elf? He might be. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Willy Wonka. Yeah. Evil Willy Wonka. <laughs> I hear I he does. He makes good mac and cheese, though. I do know that. Yes, he does. Got a good mac and cheese recipe. Damn straight about that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> they have to use human fat to grease the pan. That's the secret. secret. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Cooking with KK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, welcome, Troy. Yes, welcome back. Should I call KK? Because I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. We actually wanted him, him on the show. So. KK, come here. You just showed up. What, you want me to... You want me to do it? All right, I'll do it. He wants me to do the this thing. Oh, thing. Win. Stand it right here. <laughs> fuck you, too. <laughs> Just say fuck me. He's a man that values his privacy. He's very quiet, too. I don't hear him at all. He's sitting there. <laughs> That's, That's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> He's ignorant. He's ignorant. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mr. Troy, a.k.a. K.K. Foster. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that for now, but go ahead. <laughs> wait, wait to spoil the secret, ass. <laughs> it says it inside the album. I mean, come on. <laughs> Which album? All the of them. No, the second one doesn't have. Yeah, it doesn't say it in manner. It's, uh, it, yeah. It's it's that other one, too, right, K.K.? I know. Yeah, I just have to. <laughs> Regardless, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we have that. we have a new album coming out soon, right? Uh, we do. Well, you do. Yeah, re- return to Hemisphere. What in the hell is Hemisphere? Well, it's a town. It's a, a town uh, uh, in European region uh, outside. It's like within the Germ- like Germany. I think Austria area, small town, and that's where the whole story started back in Sweet Hollow. Yep. Ends there. And it or, starts or does, there, ends it. there. Or does it? I don't know. 
Does it end there, KK? Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, doesn't? I don't know. He doesn't know. He's, he's I'm, pre- I'm pretty positive, at the very least, they don't have a water tower anymore. They definitely don't have a water tower. <laughs> yeah, I think Remsen knocked that one down. Oh, my God. Speaking of Remsen, Remsen's all over the Great, great. Um, that part of the story, the sound effects, Remsen's voice, that was just <laughs> perfect. Yeah, he, he did a very good job on his album. Yeah. He was very entertained in the be you know, the beginning of the album when he's like, you know, talking to you and at the end. Very uh very exciting stuff happening on this album. There was a lot of stuff with him on this album for sure. Um because if uh if you look at the whole like if you look at the album as an album, I mean uh, or each one of them, they they can sustain their own on their own. Yeah. But when you put them all together, it's literally one continuous story. And that, that was the vision from the beginning. Not initially from the beginning, because in the very beginning, it was supposed to be a one, a one over, you know, mm. a one shot deal with Sweet Hollow. But when we released the first single in 2015, because that actually came out before the album, which was almost a year later. Uh, it turned out that you know there was a huge, like a tremendous response from that one single, uh, you know, lyric video. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember saying to KK, "Hey, look, you know, you got, you should get your button gear and you know maybe continue your story." And he said, "Yes, you're right. I, I'll, I'll continue it." So it continued into manner, and the way, the way both albums, sorry, both album two and three start is the way the one before it ended but from a different perspective so with matter it begins at the ending of sweet hollow moments before sweet hollow ended Mm. where it's just another area the cemetery cemetery where the children stumbled upon you know what was going on with this this sacrifice of sorts that kk was involved in and that's where that whole story of Matter of Seven Gables, you know, took went forward. Mm. Well, the ending of Matter of Seven Gables, KK is uh, caught by Peter Thompson, uh, aka the the witch hunter, or witch finder. I am of, the you know? witch finder general. Well, he's not a general, but <laughs> he's not in that class. But he, uh, nonetheless, he. You know, he, he he hunted down KK, he captured him, he destroyed the coven. He was going and, to burn him. And then, yeah, and then he was tied him up at the stake. And just, just to throw a little cherry on top, he, he, he informed him that it was him, that it was he, who disposed of his wife and daughter during the Hemisphere trial. And KK was just blown away, like, holy cow, that was just like, like he's about to die, and he had to hear this mm. that it was this guy who did it. And he says, Mind you, if our paths cross again, he said in so many words, you go back, you listen, read the lyrics, listen to what's going on. If our paths cross again, I will rip your core out or rip your heart out. And that's what he said. And he says, Okay, well, toodaloo to you. Goodbye, Mr. Fosser. And he lights him on fire. And in Matter of Seven Gables, he's screaming, right? Because he knows his fate is upon him. 
However, return to Hemismar takes place moments before that final moment of KK's demise. Mm. Now, Remsen, not, not many people know, uh, if people purchased the seven-inch single that we had in between Man of the Seven Gables, which he does have it. And, <laughs> yeah, he has it. Right, I see it right there. And return. There's a single, and uh, it's called Back in the Garden Where Death Sleeps. And well, what does that mean? During the song Secret Stairs on Man of the Seven Gables, KK instructs Remsen. He knows that Thompson circled the manor, and they're about, to, they're about to barge in. And he just instructs Remsen that you must go back and continue what, you know, continue the plan. It's the second part of the plan. You have to go back. You, this is what you, you have to do now. So Remsen escapes this through the secret stairwell. He comes out, outside, away from the house. On a, not up, uh, there's a lake near the house. He comes out from under the lake, okay? And he flees, and he goes back to Sweet Hollow. And in the single, back, to, back in the garden where Death sleeps, there's a little bit of dialogue from Remsen, where Remsen is saying, you know, I, I, you know, I, hope, I hope Master will be so proud of me. Uh, I, I've arrived on time. I'm, you know, we're, we're going with the plan. I'm going to get. I'm going to get what we came here for. And then moments later, he's talking to the dead body of Mary Hawthorne, who was sacrificed in the end of Sweet Hollow. Now there has been a, a small uh, amount of time that has transpired between that event and the now the event of him returning to the cemetery because now her body has been buried and it's now decaying. Well, he unearths the body, he tidies her up a bit, cleans her up, and he says, you know, Master's going to be so proud that I did what, you know, what he wanted me to do. And he brings the body back, unsuspecting what he's going to be walking into. He arrives there with a horse-drawn carriage with the body of Mary Hawthorne in the carriage, and he stumbles upon the final moments of, you know, KK's and, and, and Peter Thompson's interaction where he sees his master, at, you know, at the stake, you know, ready to be, you know, burned alive. And he has to save him. So what does he do? He, he thinks quickly. He's just this, you know, crazy, wild, you know, erratic individual to begin with. <laughs> but what does he do? He, he quickly figures out that there's this huge water tower that supplied water to the surrounding town that if he ties one you know, one end of the rope, one end of the rope that he had to that water tower and the other end to the carriage that, you know, he could knock down the water tower and extinguish the fire. And that was the only way to save him because mm -hmm. he doesn't have, you know, brawn, okay, of Remsen, but he has, you know, he has his brains and that's what he did. He pulled the water tower down, the crack of the whip, the, the, the horse pulled the water tower leg out, the water extinguished the fire and washes all the men away. Peter Thompson and his crew get washed away, thereby giving them a few moments to, you know, to reconvene and flee. And, you know, he needs to free, free uh, KK because KK's chained to the stake, bound to the stake. And at that moment, uh, when he, you know, first approaches him, and he says, you know, I've, I've returned, I've got, you know, got with you what you wanted. You know, 
and let's go. We have to go. We have to go. We have to continue. We have to move on. We have to get out of here. Um, and KK just admits, you know, he's he's defeated. He's he doesn't know how to um, process what he was just told moments before, mm-hmm. which is really on the last record. Right. You know that his, you know, that the guy, that this guy who was about to kill him, you know, took away his wife and child. So he's still trying to process that. He's just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I I can't I can't do this anymore. So Remsen just convinces him. He just says, No, what are you talking about? You know, we have this last part of the plan, which you don't really know at the moment, like really what that means. But he coerces him into realizing that the third part of the plan is to bring back something that was taken from him. Mm-hmm. So he convinces KK to see the logic to leave and they get up, they flee and they, you know, then that, from that point on, it's the, the whole album is the different chapters of their journey back to where this all started, which is Hemisphere. Mm. So they took a boat to, you know, over overseas. They, they found a, a way to, to travel across the ocean because they had to go back. And there was this magical field outside of Hemisphere, where they planned all along to bring the body back. Now, the spot, why the body of Mary Hawthorne? Well, the Mary in her live state just naturally reminded KK of his daughter Miranda. Hmm. And really, that it was like like it's like one of those moments where like, wow, they they literally she could be my daughter. Like literally, like her mannerisms, everything. So naturally, she was a prime candidate in that sense. Mm. But she died because he was trying to save her soul from the Crimson Corpse. That's <laughs> that was the whole reason why she died. Mm. You know, there was no way he had to. He had to do it. He didn't. Right. He never did anything. He's like an anti-hero. He never did. He did things where almost like I guess like the character Venom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he knows he has to take out the bad guy, but if he takes out some good guys, he he does it, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Right. They fall like an anti-hero, right? It's like an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. So, you know, KK, he was just so set on this whole plan, but he was distracted by Thompson. So Remsen gets him back on track. They get they go over there, they bring the body to the field, and they perform the ceremony. And the ceremony uh, really consisted of uh, spells. It consisted, because remember, KK is a warlock by faith, so he does have those abilities. So it consists of spells, potions, sage. Um, He brings everything out. He's got to bring back his daughter. That was the whole point of all of this up to this point. And the funny thing is, um, most of the album... Musically, as remember, music conveys the mood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you have to understand, like from a from a, a, a listener standpoint, this is not a conventional band. This is not, you know, like a, a conventional traditional band. This is, you know, it's not like okay, each song we, you know, we write, you know, we might write about politics, we might write about this, we might write about that, different stories. That's how I've written my stories and other groups throughout my whole life, but. This is different. It's the whole entire thing is a concept. The whole entire 
you know, song by song is another part of the story. Right. And and a lot of people, th- a lot of people have commented, oh, this whole thing is a trilogy. It's not a trilogy. It's one story. <laughs> it's one story. The three albums are one story. And up to this point, you know, KK has done everything. Like he's not a bad guy. He's he looks the way he looks. He was branded. He was marked as evil because people just never understood what he stood for. So you right. have that that whole notion of you know don't judge a book by its cover. That's KK is the prime example of that. He's not right. a bad. He's not an evil bad person, even though he has an inverted cross burned on his face, right. and you know he looks evil. He looks mean. He looks like an evil Willy Wonka. <laughs> you know, like as some people have said. But what's what's important is that he's skilled at what he's done, what he does, uh, what he can do, I should say. And so they perform the ceremony. They perform the ceremony, and it's successful. They bring Miranda back. They bring the soul, the spirit, not soul, the spirit of Miranda. Koenig into the body of Mary Hawthorne. Now, mind you, the body is decaying. It's decaying. It's in a, maybe a stage two decay state. You'd have to look that up, as I have. I'm not looking. So, I'll take your word for it. So <laughs> I've listened to a lot of carcass. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so she's not looking, physically, she's not looking great. And, you know, here this girl, she's standing before him, ultimately. And, you know, she's a little bit, she's like disorientated, right? She wakes up, she's disorientated. She doesn't know what's going on. She's like, Where, where's my mother? Where, you know, what, what's, what's that on your face? What's, what's going on? What happened? Where is she? And he explains to her through an interlude called Memento Mori that she is gone and that, you know, um, this is from Peter Thompson, and he killed you, and he killed killed me. He killed me. What do you mean he killed? Like he killed me? Yeah, you were dead. I brought you back, you know. And your mother's gone. Well, bring mom back too. <laughs> I can't do that. You know, it's not that simple. You know, and it's not that he didn't love his wife, but the, there weren't certain conditions that were there to make to facilitate that to happen. Mm-hmm. That or so he could see. It's not like, oh, okay, any, mini, mighty mo. I'm going to take a body, pick a body by the toe. You know, like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So he he couldn't do it, and he just, you know, he just told her, I can't do that, and it's it's over, it's done. Like she's not coming back. And Miranda's very upset and distraught in her, you know, in her new body, not even knowing that it's a new body, and um, he just tells her, look, let's just let's go home. And he thinks that everything is going to be great, you know? And I think the one song on the whole record that kind of like, uh, it's a transitional song, the way I see it. And funny thing is, that's what I started to say before, but went on a tangent. The funny thing is the first single or lyric video that was released called Free, Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand it. And I've seen comments. And hey, look, people could say it's great. They could say it stinks. They could say it's a King Diamond copy, even though it isn't. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Like, 
people have opinions. That's cool. But not truly understanding what is going on, they won't understand. They wouldn't understand. Like they would say, where did this song come from? Like I saw, I think one comment, some guy wrote like, oh, it sounds like Don Dock and this guy looks mad and all of a sudden it's like Don Dock and something like that. <laughs> Like, uh, meaning it's commercial like it doesn't yeah. look like oh yeah, yeah and, and it's a and it's a commercial song but if you listen to the the song itself music musically it's upbeat it's upbeat it's happier sounding it's it's got like resolution in it mm. and the reason and what's happening in that song is that's when they finally step foot on european soil they're completely free. They escaped the clutch of uh, Thompson. They have nothing but good things to look forward to. They're going to bring back Miranda. Everything's going to be hunky-dory moving forward. There's the first time throughout this whole entire story, spanning across three records, there's actually some happiness, for brief, as brief as it may be. And there's, there's a good reason for it. The mood is relayed through the music. No. And that is what happens there. But the rest of the album is nothing like that. And so a lot of people that are writing, oh, you know, what happened and this and that. Well, you know what? Whatever. You can say whatever you want. Mm. As, a, as a song by itself, I think it's cool. I like it. It's different. Um, uh, you know, it, it may, might not seem like it fits. But in the story, in the story-wise, in the concept, yeah, and, it fits. Right. It makes sense. And Moving further on, once once everything once Miranda is brought back, KK talks with her. They they start to move on away from the field. Well, little do little do they know that Peter Thompson regrouped with his men, and Peter Thompson was determined. He doesn't he doesn't let people get away. He's never let anybody get away. He's the world's renowned witch hunter, mm. and he him and his men. They traveled. They traveled once before. They traveled again. They were right on his tail, on KK's tail. He didn't even know it. So here they come this time with, you know, packs a pack of uh, hunting dogs, and he had his men with him, hunting dogs, and they hunted him down in in the uh, Hemisphere area, and he approaches him. And again, you don't hear this on the album. I'll send this to you. I'll send okay. this to you. But you didn't hear this. He tells him, and you know what? This is not on the album. So let, let me just, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what he says. Why is it not on the album? It's not on the album. It was, and the reason why this is not on the album, uh, it's for good reason. Uh, when, you, when you listen to the record with any types of um, extra dialogue or interludes or intros or outros, whatever, there has to be a certain flow. Okay, there's a certain like formula, right? Mm -hmm. A flow. There has to be a flow. There can't be too much of a downtime or too much of a lull. Otherwise, it's just going to flop. Mm -hmm. So we listened to it uh, objectively. It was pointed out that this just, it just destroyed the flow. And I agree 100%. Not that it was bad. You'll hear it. I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very good. And it's probably the best performance from Peter Thompson. Like, literally, it's just awesome. Mm. But it just destroyed the flow of the album itself. So 
this might uh, rear its head in an upcoming video. Uh, theatrically performed in conjunction with this dialogue that was recorded because sometimes you need a visual mm -hmm. and there's no visual with this, but I'll tell you exactly what happens. Um, so here, so Battle Blood. So in, in the song Battle Blood, this is where Peter Thompson and his crew arrive and KK, Remsen, and Miranda were actually heading off. And Peter Thompson arrives with his men and the dogs. And he arrives and he says, well, look who we have here. If it isn't the elusive KK Fossa himself, it seems that your wizardry saved you for a brief moment. But this time, you won't get away. Prepare to meet your maker, Fossa. On my command, men. Ready? The guns are cocked and loaded. Aim. And KK interrupts him. Wait. Do you remember when I told you back in Salem that the next time our paths cross, I would rip your heart out? And, K and Peter Thompson chuckles. <laughs> ah, yes. And KK says, well, I lied. And at that moment, Peter Thompson is facing KK as they're having this little uh, memorable moment. Miranda walks behind Peter Thompson and thrusts her hand into his back and rips out his heart while he's still beating. <laughs> then, then tells her father, I love you, Daddy. And, and Peter Thompson is dying. And as he's dying, he says, I'll get you, Fossa. <laughs> and then KK looks at him and he says, and he, and he looks at his daughter and he says, well done, my child. And he looks back at Thompson and, and he says, well, as for you, Thompson, it was so nice to see you again. Eh? And he starts chuckling. And as he's chuckling, Miranda continues to kill the men and all the dogs. Hmm. And that's when the song would start. Hmm. But it was just too much. Uh, the dialogue is just awesome. Hmm. Uh, it had nothing to do with the dialogue. It just had to do with the flow. Hmm. And then the song Battle Blood. Um, since you know what? I'm gonna. I gave you a first. I'll give you another first. How about this? Jeez, look, breaking, breaking <laughs> ground here. Wow! The live, the live performance video <laughs> ding, ding, is, ding, ding, ding. is this song, "Battle Blood," which happens to be, in my opinion, well, I think it's the fastest song that we've written. It's pretty, pretty high up there in the BPMs. Mm. Uh, it's very. There's quite a bit of blast beating going on in there as well. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. It's a good. It's a good song. It's uh, si simplistic lyrically, mm. uh, done so strategically because there's a lot going on, and usually when there's a lot going on, it just it could sound like a a, a mess. Mm -hmm. It's too much vocally going on, but um, this song is going to be the next lyric slash performance video, and I believe it's going to be released November twenty fifth. So that's this coming Friday. Will it have the intro? Uh, this is coming it's September. It's like a month from now, dude. No, it's like <laughs> three days. No, literally you, you, said no, you said November. You said November. Yeah. <laughs> Another drawback for being 51. So it will be released in three days from now. So that's September, not November or October or December. Three days. Battle Blood. Um, 
we're really happy with it. And there's a lot of blood going on. All right. Really? Say. Well, if you think about it, she just she just oh, fits the song. Yeah, it does. It does. And so that's it's a it's a lyric slash performance video. So we just filmed that like within what a week or two weeks ago, something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, we did our stuff a week before the Germans did their stuff. And oh, so back to the story. So we're back here. All right. So Peter Thompson is whacked. He's gone. His men are gone. The dogs are gone. Everyone's gone. She looks at her father and says, I love you, daddy. And he says, well done. Remsen sees it. He's not saying anything. KK's not really seeing it. He senses something is not 100% right. Something is slightly off. He can't pinpoint it. He proceeds to tell his daughter what happened. Um, And in the song, I think it's the next song, Maestro's Last Stand, I don't know. Uh, did you, you guys listen to that one too? You happen to listen mm-hmm. to that last song? Okay. So I don't know if you noticed, but the song um, in the verses, it's sung exactly the same way as the first song of the first album. Yeah. Remember, I mentioned it's, that to you. You did. Yeah. You said, I thought, I think I heard this. I, yeah, it took me a while to like get. Yeah. You know, to remember it, and then once I kind of got it, I was like, "Oh, I remember that." I, I that's my favorite go, song off that album. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to it, but I knew I had heard that before, and it was driving me nuts. The the that's what was. second or third time or so it's the to same this thing, new album. I had to listen to minor. all. Yeah. I listened to everything in a row, though, <laughs> starting from Sweet Holly, including the seven inch. Including <laughs> the seven inch. Yeah. So. So now you, you, you get it. It's, it's a round robin. It's coming back to where it began, in a sense. So he's telling his daughter. and The lyrics are almost the same, too, mm-hmm. to the verses of Forever Burns, yeah. where he tells her, you know, not burns by the fire, burned by the fire. You know, um, you, know you were deceased. You were, you were killed by the beast. You were killed by the beast. Your mother was killed by the beast, the beast being Thompson killed her because he just learned that a little while ago um he's talking to her and he's saying you know something's you uh, you know something's not right you know why are you looking at me you know the way you're looking at me bless you why are you looking at me like that bless you bless you i put a put the mute on so nobody had to hear that (laughs) (laughs) and you brought it up i'm sorry (laughs) thank you though hey he's being polite well, you could edit all that out, Mr. Editor. No, you were talking, so I can't. You couldn't edit that out. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> Before you forget again. She, uh, oh, sorry. He turns He turns to her, that ugly guy, and he says, you know what? Why are you looking? You're looking at me like weird. Like, you look like you want to hurt me. Like, is everything all right? She's like, I would never hurt you, Daddy. You know, just... I would never hurt you in a in a in a tone like a sinister tone. Something is wrong. Something's not right. Well, he finds out really soon that it wasn't Miranda. It was the crimson corpse he brought back, yeah. and his crimson corpse in now this human form sucks him into the ground. Just sucks him into the ground. Just ground opens up, sucks him into the ground, and as he's getting sucked into the ground. He realizes it's over. 
and he yells out Remsen, and you know Remsen's like, "What the fuck is going on, Master?" <laughs> and he says, "Don't forget your bloodline, your bloodline, Remsen." <sighs> and he gets sucked into the hole. Done. What do you think happens? What do you think he meant by that? I don't know. What do you think he meant by don't forget your bloodline? And it doesn't refer to go watch Hellraiser 4. Well, no, yeah. I I, I was not thinking of the Laymar Chan configuration. I was actually thinking of Renfield and Dwight Fry, but... <laughs> Is is Remsen uh, uh, somewhat of a warlock too? Nope. So what he meant was that the only way that both of them will be saved, that they can be saved, is through his bloodline. Hmm. Which means he has to procreate someone that will ultimately bring him back. Because it's just not happening now. Remsen doesn't have the capability or the know-how to do that. So what that means is um, there's another 7-inch coming out, or so it should be, called Encore. Okay? This will probably be, I don't know, six months, eight months. Probably when, you know, we're able to tour. That's what I'm thinking. They'll bring it back out. They'll bring it out. But it's already in the bag. I could send that to you, too. Uh, you can hear it. It's it's, it's thrash, just thrash. <laughs> uh, it's it's called encore, and in the song, there's a little bit of dialogue, just to let you know, let the listener know that you know, Remsen. This is after that those events. Remsen immediately after, and Remsen has no idea what just happened. You know. Um, He's just confused, and you know he hears KK's voice saying, "You have some seed to sow." He's got seed to sow, which means he needs to create someone who, in turn, will create someone else down the line. Maybe his great 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 grandson, maybe brings KK back in a different time period. <laughs> And then Angel lays down this awesome drum riff and it kicks in the Kiss's love gun. There you go. And then Angel flies back to space if he wants to. But I, I forgot to mention one last part of the ending of that record. And that, so I just told you after the record. So right at the end when he gets sucked into the ground, uh, if you wait a few moments, you'll actually hear an outro. And it's only maybe about a minute long. Uh, actually, maybe 40 seconds long, 45 seconds long, something like that. And what it is, it's KK dying. KK is dying. And as he's dying, he hears voices of various people that have been involved in his life, good and bad, that are just like, like, are, like he's torn. He's, he's torn. Even going into the afterlife, he's torn. He's being pulled in two different directions. Some of them don't want him to go. Some of them are saying, well, you know, good riddance to you. You're, you're even, you know, you didn't even do anything. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You didn't accomplish what you were supposed to accomplish. You're putting him down. And it's really that, you know, you really have the, the bad side and the good side. The good side wants him to stay. The bad side, good riddance to you. You know, Pete, he, he has voices from Remsen, from Peter Thompson, 
from Miranda, who was really the Crimson Corpse. It wasn't Miranda. It was the Crimson Corpse acting like it was Miranda. It was never Miranda. It was the Crimson Corpse he brought back. So he's getting mocked and ridiculed. And on the other hand, he's, he's being mourned. And it was just, it's like a confusing moment as he's drifting into the afterlife. And that's called Finis. Yeah. That's, you know, not even really a song. It's just an outro, a transitional piece. And whether KK is brought back or not, time will tell. We'll see. But I could tell you, Encore, it's going to be a picture of the family plot. Oh. Okay? The family plot. KK's top hat will be on the corner of that gravestone. Remsen will be in the distance looking back over his shoulder. And you know, back in that time period, they had little bells that were attached to the gravestone with a, with a mm. cord that goes into the casket. And the bell's ringing. So what does that mean? It can mean whatever it can mean. Don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he comes back. Who the hell knows? We don't know. Do you, do you want him to come back? No. he's. You heard, Don't get offended. <laughs> do I want him to come back? I don't know. Maybe. Don't take offense. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I mean, it's a character, but he's a character. He's a character. Mm. Um, but why couldn't he come into the present day? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. You know, what? it'd be different. Or pop you know? up in the late 80s during the satanic panic. <laughs> there you go. That's an option, too. <clears throat> but either way, Either way, um, if there's a will, there's a way. Mm. If there's a will, there's a way. So could he come back? Of course he could. But it would be up to Remsen's offspring. (laughs) It's a lot of procreating. Uh, It's a lot of of time. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, It's going to be a lot of time. Well... So that's it's it. It's a very back. magnificent storytelling, I have to say. I was Thanks. particularly <laughs> in, enthralled with what you did with this record. The, the surprises were definitely genuine, especially the, the Crimson Corpse. I thought that was a real neat twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I knew it was, had to come back in that story somehow, but I, I didn't you know, think that was going to be it. And then, and then hear, hear the album end like that, I'm like, oh my God. So the Crimson Corpse is his true nemesis. And it's his true nemesis because he's this he was this evil spirit that was uh, inhabiting Sweet Hollow that were trying to get into those children. He was successful. And here is this mortal, okay, that was battling him, so to speak, for you know the salvation of this girl, Mary Hawthorne. And he defeated him. Mm. So he was not taking that lightly. He was coming back. He took that opportunity to come back. He opened up, he was opening up the doors with his, you know, with his ceremony. Uh, He was calling, he was calling, but he was just, you know, Crimson Corpse was just too, too much more powerful to, to, you know, to be overcome by Miranda's spirit. He came through and make believe it was her. Wow. 
So that was, that was, you know, that, and that's thematically. Mm. Musically is a different story. You know, musically, uh, it's so funny because some people have, a lot of people have reviewed this. A lot, a lot of, I won't name names, but, you know, people that are in pretty, uh, pretty established um, areas that have reviewed it and they liked it a lot. They said that it was uh, the heaviest record. It's the heaviest. I don't know about that, but Hey, you know, people interpret music differently. You know, some people might listen to something and say, it's amazing. Other people might say, listen to it and say it's garbage. Or some people might listen to it and say, Oh, it's, it's a copycat. It's this, it's that. You know what? If you, take it, you take it how you take it. You know, if you can have an open mind to listening to something, you know, that um, like I'll give you an example. Someone said somewhere on one of the someone wrote some kind of comment saying, oh, you know, forget forget them. Let's listen to you should listen to Avatar. Now, I heard of Avatar. Yeah. I mean, I listened to a, a bunch of songs. I'm like, I don't get it. Just me personally. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like Corn meets Marilyn Manson. But you know what? That's just me. And I'm listening, and there's like a few songs. There's at least two songs I really can relate to. I really, really like the two songs, uh, Bloody Angels and what was that other one? Something with Sunshine. Something, uh, I forget the name of the song. You don't listen to it. I know, it's, it's their new metal, their new metal. But their visuals are stunning. They have stunning videos, stunning art in their, you know, in the visuals that they present. And you know, it's some of the music's really good, and I'm not going to say it isn't, but some of it I just, I, I just, I can't relate to. Like right. what we play is something more that I would relate to. Yeah. Um, you know, or like King Diamond, or like you know, Iron Maiden stuff like that, Judas Priest stuff like that. Uh, some of the new, some of the new metal stuff I, I can't relate to. For me, uh, I really like, I love guitar solos. Right. Who, like, who doesn't like a good guitar song? Right. Especially, yeah. especially one that like sings its own song. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah. With majority of new metal, you don't get that. You're missing out on that whole layer. And the rhythm, the rhythms tend to be monotonous. Monotonous. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them dumbed down, more simplistic. You know, just just very simplistic droning. Mm. Um, and you know what? That's that style of music, and people like that. That's cool. Uh, there's some new metal bands that you know I I like some of their songs. I'm not going to you know I'm not a fan of new metal, but you know I listen to some songs. Um, but my heart always lies with groups that have you know solos. I love when bands have like dueling guitar solos. And just that's it makes it so much more interesting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we take it to another level. You know, we have a keyboardist who, you know, he injects his aura into what we do. And it's just like some of the stuff he does is just awesome. I mean, you know, like keyboardists, you think, oh, keyboardists and metal, they, they'll they overplay. Mm-hmm. Given the opportunity, Richie doesn't overplay. Richie plays what he creates and what he brings to the table. None of us could come up with that. Like he just, yeah. you know, he injects a whole other um, layer to what we do that makes it, you know, that makes it stand out. Yeah. Richie, Richie and the way he plays and what he does for them's music reminds me a lot of Alan Lanier and Blue Oyster Cult. 
Okay. Because what well, in that he's perfectly in sync with everything and part of that groove and accentuates it and adds a dimension but doesn't go overbearing with it. Which sure. I think is a big problem with a lot of keyboard players in rock bands. It's just a little too much. He, he, he Alan Lanier's it instead of Rick Wakeman's it, and it's a very good thing. I'll take that. Yeah. Although Richie, I like Rick Richie. Wakeman. <laughs> Richie's very, uh, very, uh, very tasteful with uh, what he executes, and uh, without him, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. It would be like a thrash band, you know. Like we're not a thrash band. Um, love thrash. All of us love thrash. You know, like a lot of us. Mm. Well, but, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I find it interesting you bring that up because you know I just when when people ask me when I talk about them to uh, other people that haven't heard of you guys, um, I just describe you as heavy metal because while you incorporate a lot of these elements, you're really just truly doing your own thing. That's heavy metal, but I wouldn't call it thrash or death or power metal or anything specific because you almost kitchen sink elements from a right. little bit of everything but use them to your own purposes and you guys' own vision and it works yeah. really well like for example on this record specifically there's a lot of the dynamic dual lead guitar type stuff That's like a, a lot, Judas yeah. Priest or an Iron Maiden but one thing that also really really stood out to me here is um, you know really death metal Morris sounding drumming that is uh, yeah. really aggressive and really almost vengeful that fits along very well and I feel drives the story and the emotion behind um, the lyrics and um, so I don't know that I would call this them's heaviest record but it certainly I felt has had the most aggressive overtones even which is funny because you know free yes it does sound a little <laughs> bit more commercial fair it, it enough does. but but it still fits in with that aggressive theme with the rest of the album i feel like it's bouncy it's up but it still kicks your ass it's like um it's like you don't have to be old to be wise on british steel hmm. right, right 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 yeah makes sense you see he's a smart guy He's a smart guy. That's why he's keep, on the keep show. Keep him around. Keep him yeah. around. He's a smart yeah, guy. He's got a few more weeks left. That's it. <laughs> you giving him some kind? You giving him a parachute? You giving him yes. a special yeah. package? Yeah, he's, he's getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he's Open he's up right. The bag. I got a rock. You got <laughs> coal. Coal. I'm sending coal. That's it. That's all. That's it. But uh, no, Greg's Greg's. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, when people ask me, like, what you guys sound like, I go for like, like maybe like New Testament, you know, you kind of got that New Testament sound yeah. to you guys and a mix of like King Diamond, too, even though and you mentioned it before King Diamond and you hate when people compare you to King Diamond. And I, I totally get it. I, I don't hate it. Uh, I think some of my band members hate it more than I do. But, yeah. you know, you know what uh, I think? <clears throat> When I dislike it the most is when people make a comment, like someone commented about Free being a King Diamond copy. Like, no, it's yeah. not. It has no, sounds nothing like King Diamond. Like, not even in the same 
air like in the, right. two different worlds apart at that point nah. you know and you know a lot of people also think because the name of the band right because the of the is. logo the aesthetics i mean some people said we copied the logo from ghost which mind you i have proof that is not true we had that logo before ghost ever came on the scene i had that years before before ghost came out i had a copyright people forget that you know copyrights don't lie but i and i copyright not the name but the logo the way it looks because it's a it's a regular name you can't copyright a trademark a name and like a common name like that and a dick from a dictionary you just can't do that right and I remember well, too. That you remember you used to have the flyers when you guys used to be a cover band, and yeah, you know, I always remember the logo yep. being up there. So, so well, yeah. the logo was different. The lo- yeah, that a logo little, was... a little similar though. I don't, I don't know. know. I thought it was a little similar. I'm, yeah. I'm forty, so I'm getting old. Yeah, all right. So I'm wrong. Yeah, all right, fine. It's fine. Not it's not. not... <laughs> I, I swore I remember it the other way. That's okay. That's oh, okay. But it, it wasn't. <clears throat> I had that post. We had... Oh, you do? <laughs> you gave when it we me. had that logo, <laughs> that's uh, myspace.com based. At that time, I had this logo yeah. that's right there on that on that album, right behind you. I had that logo. It was already done. It was it was done by uh his name, Travis 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 Scott. What's his name? The guy from uh no, not, what's his name? Travis, not Scott. Travis Smith. I think it's just, no, that's he's a drummer. I think it's Scott. No, Travis Scott. That's the guy from Judas Priest. I know, but no, I know. that's Scott Travis. Scott Travis. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. All right, fine. It matters. It does. It does matter. Uh, Travis Smith. Travis Smith. Yep. Like yeah, Travis Smith, who's, uh, he's, a he- he's known uh, best for designing heavy metal album art. King Diamond, Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, well, there you go. There's another Black giant. Jackson, Opeth. Huh. Getting, back, getting back to the King Diamond thing, uh, you, you have lessened a lot of the likeness is, I guess, that you would, that people would say you sound like King Diamond. You put a lot more of your own uh, vocals and stuff into this album, I think. I know you. I, I feel like you changed a lot of stuff up on this. Yes, there's um, there's still some like falsetto stuff, but yeah, of course, you kept a lot of that stuff in. But I think it's you... there, but it's not as prominent as it was right. in the past. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's it's almost the same as the last record, maybe a little bit less, but it's mm-hmm. almost on par with that last record. But one thing that is definitely certain. I definitely sing with my natural, natural voice right. on a number of songs in this record. Yeah. Uh, some o- over some over heavier music, and sometimes over like free, like something like that. Um, and one particular song, "Waken," which I was telling you about earlier, uh, "Waken." I didn't even know how I was going to sing it at all when I went into the studio. I had the lyrics, and I said. You know, I just, I felt, I sang what I felt, and it was something like I've never sang like that ever before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that song. It, in fact, uh, I forget who it was. Someone from um, one of the one of the bigger mags overseas, they did a, an interview with me, and they said, you know, that, that, was, that was like their favorite song, Waken. 
they really liked that song because it was very uh, dynamic. Um, I I didn't know what to do. I'm I'm, t- I'm not kidding. I walked into that studio. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. What I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? And then boom, it comes out. Yeah. That song. I had that happen with not on Sweet Hollow, but Matter of Seven Gables. I had the same thing happen with um, the song Refuge in the Manor. Hmm. That song, a lot of people, a lot of reviews, they like that song a lot. Same concept. I had no idea how I was going to sing it, how I was going to execute it. I knew what I wanted to relay, and I knew what the lyrics said, but I had no idea how I was going to execute it. And I went in there, and it came out the way it came out, and people liked it a lot. And sometimes some of the good stuff that comes out are just, it's like spontaneous. It just happens. And there's no, there's no preparing for it. There's no planning. It just, it just unfolds as it's being recorded. That to me, I appreciate that. Like listening back to everything that like maybe I contributed. I appreciate stuff like that more than something that I might've planned a year ago. Right. You know, it's just to me that's that's like that's art. Like being able to go in and like, wow, I I did that. I can't believe I did that. Like, I'm I'm always so like, you know, like organized and I have everything laid out. And you know, I go in there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's gonna be crap. I'm done. Okay, well, what's what? You know, one song is not it's not horrible if one song comes out. But and I really like the song. It's one of my favorite songs, me personally. What, because it, what how I executed it spontaneously, and I mean the story was already there, mm-hmm. but and lyrically it was already done. But when it, when it was executed, I, I was just I, you know I'm not trying I'm not trying to be like a narcissist or anything. So <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to come out like that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing magical done behind the board. It's literally. Uh, I have multiple tracks that I record. I don't have any special effects or anything like that. They have a little reverb on. That's that's it. You know, I've also been accused about about using, like, you know, special harmonizers over the past. You know, obviously when I do the falsettos, but we've never done anything like that. It's always been my voice. There has been does is auto tune used at very sparingly, like practically none. I would be lying if I said it was never used. Um, you know, nobody's perfect, uh, but I can tell you, it's hardly even touched. It might be touched once here, or once there, a little piece here in one song, or in another. Like that's it. It's and unlike in any of the albums. I even asked uh, Dave Otero. I says, you know, how much auto tune did you use on on any of the other albums? He goes, I hardly touch it with you. He says, you're pretty, you're right there. You know, which is good, but you get to a song like Battle Blood, where you have the bridge part. Oh, that that's like I don't know, twenty guys. Yeah, you have to tune that, man. You can't, you know, it sound it'll sound like a bunch of drunks. <laughs> you know, like it'll just sound not unison. It, it'll sound off. Yeah. And so you have to you have to use auto tune for something like that, right. um, or at least nowadays. You know how accepted it back in the day. I don't know. I'd love to know that. I'd love to learn that secret because it's so precise um, and very militant, like you know. Mm-hmm. So 
that's really, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, just how you well, execute. So, Udo's from Germany. KK's from Germany. Hit him <laughs> up. Yeah, right. <laughs> KK and Udo. KK's mad at Udo. Uh oh, why? Because uh, Udo refused to sign his records. Oh, all right. No, actually, yeah, I was. You're getting confused now. I remember, though. <laughs> we go to bus? Yes. We go to bus. <laughs> uh, why do you choose um, uh, Battle Blood to be the next video? We didn't choose anything. No? The label, uh, Steam Hammer, chose it. it yeah. they, they chose both videos. Hmm. Uh, I'm a good choice, yeah. personally. I, yeah. I like Battle Blood a lot. I like Battle Blood, too. I mean, this this I like... To be honest with you, I like just about all of them. I think I like all the songs, really. But, you know, what would be, you have to be realistic and say, like, what, which ones are actually, you know, like, I guess, single worthy in a sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, but I, I could have chosen, you know, eight different songs easily, in my opinion, maybe more so than the last record. But that's not my choice. That's their job. You know, they, they have a plan. They know what they have to do. Mm. What are they trying to achieve? They're trying to achieve, they're trying to sell records. So um, that's the goal, right? But we have nothing to do with that. They say, free, battle blood. Such and such date, such and such date, and it's done. And that's how that's how it is. It's just, you know. So if, uh, if you want to do another one, would are you able just to do whatever you want? or We could. No, we do have to, you know, we do have to discuss that with with uh, the label. But we did that last time. We had a third yeah. one. I don't know if that's going to happen this time, because really the the the, mo the cr most crucial time is up until like pre order up until the day the record comes out. Mm -hmm. That's where they sell the majority of their copies. Is, is that time? So once they announce pre order to the day it comes out, and then after that it. It just dies down quickly. That's like with pretty much any band. Um, so for us to create another another video, financially it might not make sense. Mm. But uh, you know, me personally, I would love to release all the the all three records and a special collector set with special art, special pictures, a special book. Maybe a copy of KK's face in there. I don't know. Like you know, like make a whole collector's edition with the book that get that with a like a some kind of special book. You that, mean like a a graphic novel kind of? Well, thing. I, I'm actually working on a graphic novel with the artist. Oh, but I, it, yeah. it's it's not that. It would be something with pictures. Like we yeah. did a tour book for the last record. We did a tour book, and in the tour book, you know, I had full color photos. Uh, depicting the different characters and whatnot, we just don't have those pictures that those types of pictures because mm -hmm. we had no tour planned. We were gonna do the right. same thing and have mm -hmm. the pictures. But uh, I think that a book that has these pictures that has, um, you know, like a pretty like a like a like a kind of like a summary of the story, like a Cliff Notes version of the story, mm -hmm. without every single little detail. That would be part of this collection. Graphic novel, it would be soup to nuts. The whole entire story in nitty gritty detail. Um, 
similar to like The Walking Dead, you know, but not 200 episodes. It'd be just a graphic novel. Um, the cover more than likely will have, it will be KK's cross, you know, burned cross on his face. Mm. And um, I'm not sure what the title is going to be just yet, but it's going to be something with KK Fosser, something with KK Fosser, the trying times of KK Fosser, something like that. And the one thing I do know is there are three acts to the story. Sweet Hollow, Matter of Seven Gables, Return to Hemisphere. Back in the Garden with Death Sleeps will be in there. Encore. They'll all be there. <laughs> uh, now, before we, start, <laughs> before we started the show, you were talking for like over an hour. But... <laughs> And, oh, and, on, okay, and on and on and on. No, um, you were telling yeah. us how how you recorded this album, and you kind of recorded it illegally, with sneaking off in the middle of the night and doing your vocals. Give us a little background. Whatever, narc. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little background how you uh, how you did this. Because you know it, it sucks because you started recording during when the pandemic started. So you know, yeah. um, it, well, it wasn't you know, Most of it was in the. In the mornings, actually, which was worse. Right, because I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like I'm like an idiot <laughs> like that. Um, most of it was in the mornings, and you know, you, you had to know what you had to be. You know, like you're driving around, and the studio was in a in a, a business district, so you're not supposed to be going to work. Mm. You're not supposed to be going to businesses. You could go to a supermarket. You can go to Home Depot, right? But you couldn't go. To work, you couldn't even go near work, any work. So you know, this you just—I was just worried. I was worried about because he could—he could have gotten a fine, the studio owner. Mm. I think it was like a ten thousand dollar fine mm. at the time. You know, and it's just—you know—even though we were social distance, even though we were, you know, very, um, you know, care, careful and cautious. We segregated ourselves. It didn't, you know, like they, they would just find him. And I, and I didn't want him to take that chance, but he said, just, you know, if you just do it this way, we're, who's going to say anything? Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was a little nervy, nerving to do it that way. Um, people like, uh, if I was going by, people would be like looking. It was just weird. I just felt like more eyes were on me before I, once I got in there, like when, right before I got in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a building manager walking around, like, what are you doing? Like, looking at me. It's just, I don't know. I just noticed it more. Yeah, well, because everybody's suspicious of everybody. You know, who the hell is this guy? You know? Yeah. And what was funny is um, some of those, a lot of those days, I would do a session. And I, I you know, sometimes uh, I'd, I'd go home afterwards and, you know, have to like just roll out of that, you know, like literally transition from that role to taking my dog for a walk, cooking dinner, whatever the case may be. Mm. There's no like, or sometimes I even went early and then went to work afterwards. Like went early in the morning, mm. early, early in the morning, like the time that I wouldn't normally record and then go to work. And it was yeah. just, there's no transition. It was no like downtime, you know? So I incorporated it into my, everyday life but i had to be very um just cautious about how i went about it mm. i didn't want to get anybody in trouble and we still had a schedule nice. we kept our schedule we gave the masters everything was handed to the label 
right when we were supposed to hand it. Nah. Good job. We were, we were, them was molded to operate during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, well yeah, being an international band the way you guys are. Yeah. We're pandemic proof, so yeah. that's what we, uh, that's what we say. And then you just, you mentioned about uh, your little dog there, Naya. She makes the appearance on the album, right? Yes, actually in a song called Hellhounds, The Harbingers of Death. Um, if you listen carefully at some parts on the song, you hear a dog barking, growling, yelping. That's all her. Yeah. I actually, it took me about a good solid week to capture those moments. I created samples from them and then imported them, flew them into the, uh, into the tracks right where they needed to be. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah that creates dogs, a very good visual. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that the point. Um, I was really just trying to get her. I said, you know what? It's so funny because I look at people and say, you know what? You would be good to do this. You would be good to do that. You And that's and it's family and friends, you know, and that's yeah. who are always involved with all this stuff. You know, all, meaning this extra stuff. It's family and friends. It's, oh, you know what, Naya, you want to be, you want, you just have to bark here, bark. Here's a Zoom recorder, bark into it, you know. And that's <laughs> how it pretty much went down. I just captured a few different times. Like I knew her certain like mannerisms. And when she, you know, and I, tr I, would, tr I would try to trigger them over the course of like about a week. And I captured tons of samples. Mm. And, and raw, raw. And then I created samples. I cleaned them up, and I, you know, and I, I made samples out of them. Yeah, that yeah, it came out came out really cool. You know, like I that, said, it adds it adds to the song too. Yeah, and that's a great great song too. It's a good song. It's a it's also another thrashier type of song. You know. Yeah, it's definitely thrash band, but where we can be thrashy at times, we can be power metal at times. You know, you know. So there's different. That's why I think the label penned us as a power power slash thrash band. Because that's the closest, you know, because sometimes we're thrash, sometimes we're thrashy, sometimes we're power metal. You know, but it's just, you know, sometimes maybe even like a speed metal. You know, like it's, but it's heavy metal. It's heavy metal. Yeah. And, you know, we're not trying to copy anybody. We're not trying to, you know, like, yeah, there was some tips of the hat before with King. I love King Diamond, you know, but I, I've never once tried to copy him. People have uh, it's so amazing how people jump to conclusions. I know just because I sing falsetto at times, I'm copying him. Okay, what about all the countless death metal bands that you know execute their vocals in their way? Are they copying the other guy? Are they copying the the, the innovators? Like, oh, totally. Know. They all ripped off Chuck. There you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. But, you know, that's my point. My point is, I'm, you know, I've never once tried to blatantly rip off anybody. Like, it's, I mean, I would have to be, like, literally, me personally, I'd have to be such a pathetic individual to try to do that. Like, I have my own creativity, my own visions, you know, and if, you know, people can't see a tip of the hat, you know, like, the name them, it, we kept them, and I, and I pushed for that. Because mainly because, 
you know, without King Diamond, there would be no them original them. There would be no, you know, and it's not because, oh, we, you know, we have some songs that sound in a similar vein, but heavier than you. It's mm. because it stems from being a King Diamond tribute with the same name. And then, you know, it evolved into an original act, but plays heavier. It's like heavier. We have a full-time keyboardist. It's It's heavier at times, like. A lot of times it's heavier. It's very thrashy at times, yeah. and it's just we, like you said previously, Wayne, that we, we, you know, we inject our own ideas and 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 you know our own us into what we do. Yeah. Nobody's. I'm not sitting there saying, okay, what is he going to do next? Well, I'm not doing that. You know, like the last thing he released was was a was something from the cutting room floor. You know, and it was. Pushed off as a single, and I and I love him, and I'll I'll be one of the I'll beat you to buying the new record. I'll buy the new record right away if it ever comes out. But you know what? You know he's I I just I'm like very upset as a fan. Um, I'm very upset and disappointed that I feel me personally. I'm not going to speak for other people, but I feel like I'm getting strung along as a fan. Mm. That Metal Blade is pushing. All these different, you know, like reissues, 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 merch, merch, merch. And that's great. You know, that's, you know what? That's awesome. You, you know, you got this, got this King Diamond doll and that King Diamond statue. And, that, you know, it's all great. Okay. Hey, I own, I own a lot of that stuff. You know, the sneakers and this and that. Like, I get it. But when you tell, when you make, when you draw a line in the sand and you say, I'm walking to that that line in that sand, and this is how it's going to go down. And you don't do it, and you keep saying, "I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that line in the sand. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there." And you never, it never happens. Then I think what did it for me was he announced "Merciful Fate." Hmm. "Merciful Fate," three new songs, whole new tour. Whoa, whoa, time out there, cowboy. What happened? What happened? What happened to the album? Yeah. <laughs> you just toured. Where is it? Oh man, I was so upset. I mean, well, I can't say upset. I was actually happy, but upset. Yeah. I wanted. I yeah. Of course, I would love to see Merciful Fate. In fact, I'll probably fly to one of those shows to see it. I'll be one of the first to fly. But what about where you started? You said you were going to go to that line in the sand, and you're not doing it yet. Why? Mm. Is it because you can't do it? Is it because you don't want to do it? Uh, then, if that's it's either of that is correct, then why are the fans getting strung along? Me being one of them, I'm the one. I'm shelling out money. I'm like this, you know. I want this. I want the statue. I want this. I want the figures. Every version of the figures. You know what? People say whatever they want to say. I buy the stuff. And you know what? I feel disappointed. I feel like I'm getting strung along. Mm -hmm. I never want personally to ever make anybody that appreciates what we do as a group, I never want anybody to feel that we would do that. And that's why ever since, and this has nothing to do with King or Russell Fate or anything like that. It has to do with you know, when we started this, four years ago, we released three albums and a seven-inch. Well, we have another seven-inch in the bag, too, but it's not going to come out right now. 
But the point is, three three albums in four years. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand it's a new project. Um, well, I'll be able to get one album out by then. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one album. Where is it? Yeah. And I'm saying this as a fan. I'm not saying this as holier. Th- I'm trying to be holier than thou. I'm not trying to do that in any way. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate King as an artist. I always have, and I've purchased his stuff as a fan. Uh, I've bought into everything that he has sold, you know. But what I don't buy into with anyone is when they say they're going to do something and they don't do it. Mm. It makes me let. The, it makes me feel let down. Yeah. It makes me feel like the puppy dog waiting at the at the door waiting for the t- f- few little table scraps of food from the dinner table and they never bring it to me. And it's just, yeah. I- I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. Do you hear it? Do you hear it in my voice? I hear I you. Guess. Voice. I'm I'm dis- you're very upset. I'm, I'm upset too. Upset. Shit, we do a King Diamond show. What do you think we feel like? As soon as the- we're done with the last album, what are we going to do? Show's over. <sighs> yeah, that's true. You know? It's a cool yeah. show. But- and I, I've been waiting I even longer episode, for right? the new Mercy of Fate record. <laughs> Was that? I've been waiting even longer for a new Merciful Fate record. I'll fight you to buy the first copy. (laughs) But oh, it's not done. It's just sleeping. Listen, if you're gonna fuck me, at least buy me dinner first. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, anything could be said, anything, right? But the minute you tell your fans, us being three of them, you got to deliver. You know, it's one thing, you know what? Okay, whatever, if you're sick or you have some kind of condition that prevents you from doing that. But if you're touring and touring and touring, then you switch your gears to tour again with a different band. What are you saying to your fans that are waiting like this? Well, yeah. wait, um, I want the I want the album, I want the new music. Even if it isn't amazing, I would like to get it. I would like to. I would like to experience it. You know, not every single CD that you have there on your rack over there is amazing. You know, speak for yourself. Shut up. I only buy amazing <laughs> albums. Come on. Yeah, whatever. Well, at least three of them are. Them all the the uh, the three them albums. Come on, not even them. I don't have no pun intended. You don't have it. But the not, thing is, the out of all those albums you have, you know, some you you connect to them. And you could relate to them. Some you might not even, you might have purchased and you might be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. But you know what? I haven't even opened yet. I'm sure. But my point is, you, you have an experience. What we're, what's happening right now is we're being denied that experience. Mm-hmm. And we're being told. We're being told something completely else. Something completely different, you know. Oh, this is what's happening. Okay. And you know what? The motions start going and then all of a sudden man, nothing happens. And then there's a, a, another tour announced with another band. And I know that's it's impossible. A record's going to, how is a record going to come out? You put out yeah. a record, people want you to promote it. How do you promote it? You tour. Yeah. You know, and the only reason why our label's releasing the record is because of the time period we were supposed to tour. Mm-hmm. But they still have to sell records. So they wanted to release it. But otherwise, we would have been touring when the record comes out. That's how it is. That's you look, you know, it's like an algorithm that all the bands follow. You put out a record, you tour. 
before or right after. Yeah. That's it. No like Halloween, Halloween was supposed to release their album this year, and then they pushed it back because of the virus, and they can't tour or anything, so they pushed it back till next year. Well, they have an album in the in the can, ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. Um, so, but so maybe for Colts will April. still be coming out on schedule. Yeah, when, when's that coming up? October 9th. Oh, I just noticed something about your shirt. They copied the uh, lettering from them. <laughs> Well, considering that this logo was originally done for the album cover of On Your Feet or On Your Knees, which came out in 1975. Well, Troy was what? But KK is a war. Yeah, KK probably (laughs) stole that too. That's right. KK did that. No, I was trying to imply he went back in time to influence them. Maybe he did. uh, We're Well, getting back to them, uh, the new album is really awesome. I like pretty Thank much you. every single song on here. I mean, the, the opening—well, not the opening track, but the uh, the first song, "Age of Ascension," awesome opener. Uh, Tumultuous voyage, a great song. Freeze, another great one. Field of Immortality is great. Every song is really good on here. I mean, it 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 matches up right at, right with the last album, and I, I really like it a lot. And uh, that's awesome. Thank you. I really hope. You sell at least one or two copies. I'll be happy if two are sold. <laughs> Three would be like bonus plan. Yeah, but uh, I saw you got you got the shirts up now, right on that on the uh, what is it EMP website? Where is it? Uh, there's a few websites that are selling them, but I, mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with that. But I know it's cool. It's a cool shirt. Um, it's uh, the scene. What is the, the scene? Web- of, uh, uh, well, there's SPV. SPV, yes, thank you. Yeah, but uh, the, it's for it's for sale on other websites too, actually. Um, but it's an exclusive shirt from the label. Yeah, and it's the scene. Uh, actually, it's the same artwork that's in the uh, the uh, the middle of the gatefold album, mm. and it's KK resurrecting Miranda. Yeah. I could show that, right? I'll put it up. I'll put the picture up. Yeah, you could put the, you could put the all picture right. up. You could put all the artwork up. You could put the complete album cover. Sure. I will add that to this so people yeah. can see it. Because it's, it's really great artwork. Again, uh, Mario Lopez worked on it, right? Uh, yeah, he's killer. Yeah, Mario Lopez, he did the last album and this one. Yeah. And Back in the Garden with Death Sleeps, he did that one, too, that cover. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, does, uh, he does some great work. I mean, even paint, that's all paint, you know, it's not like uh, <coughs> digital. No, know, it's, um, I have a large picture yeah. on my on my uh, monitor here, mm. and you can see the grooves of the canvas. Yeah. yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. When you look at the front cover, do you see anything? Oh, there's two things to look for. I don't know if you saw it, little like hidden gems. I saw. You had to point one of them out to me. Which one was that? The trees. Ah, okay, the trees. And then in the middle where KK's resurrecting Miranda, there's mm-hmm. another little another little uh, hidden gem. I sent it to you, Greg, before. Uh, in the middle. Yeah, I, I'm on my phone. I yeah, where she's levitating? Right now. Where she's levitating. Oh, yes, yep. What about you see? it? You see it? I see a skull in the background. Yes, that's, well, you mean above her. That's the Crimson Corpse. Yeah. So he's lurking. So Mario is just phenomenal. 
Yeah, he, he's he's a great artist. Yeah, he's a really great artist. And by the way, the name of the ship that transports Thompson and his crew is called yeah. the Harbinger. Nice. All these really little cool. details were accounted for this time. And, uh, well, yeah, details have been accounted for on all the albums, but the little extra details in the artwork. Mario really outdid himself. He's a fantastic artist. I would recommend him to any group looking, or even not group, just anyone looking for some kind of artwork for their project. He's just incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. He's all, he actually did some um, King Diamond work, too. He, he did. He, he drew some like King Diamond pictures and they came out really cool. He, I think he acted, he did like the story for like them and conspiracy or something. I can't remember what it was. No, that's true. Yeah. I think yeah, both. Yeah, really cool I stuff he does. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great artist. Yes, he I is. To, I would love to work with the guy again. So yeah. we'll see. Any see special get any special guest on this album? Because you had Paul Sabu on the last one doing some backups. Oh, he's on this too. He's on this one too. Paul Sabu is on this one, yep. And um, the same guy who did the voiceover for Peter Thompson is back as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greg Hawk, his name is Greg Hawk. And Greg Hawk was, <laughs> he was the bass player of Cold Steel when I used to play with Cold Steel. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he became Peter, the voice of Peter Thompson. So shout out to Greg Hawk. Boy, Greg. Dead by dawn! Dead by dawn. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we'll we'll get asked to be on it. You never know. You are perfect <laughs> for this role. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, wait, what do I get to be his uh, his future offspring stoner best friend? Wow, man, far out. <laughs> well, you, work. you do want to bring him back. Case. You do want to bring him into the future. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, I could be like that nerdy kid from the gate with the venom vest. <laughs> <laughs> the gate. That was oh, that was not that movie. I gotta tell you. So when you mentioned you 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 know we're joking around about all this, but there's definitely um, s- systematically there's a good reason why this would work or wouldn't work. Um, because let's just say there's reason for them to continue. Well, there's a natural progression to go in a certain way, mm-hmm. and it can happen. But if there was no reason, okay, it could end clean, and it's it's done. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't foresee it ending, and uh, I would I would like it to continue. And there's another option too that could be someone completely different other than KK. Could not even be, you know, you wouldn't even be talking to Troy. Who knows? I don't know. We don't know. You don't, you don't really know what will happen in the future no. until it happens, you know? Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. you could plan towards a path, but it doesn't necessarily mean it will bring you there. It could be something completely different. I think Remsen could uh, front the next album. <laughs> Remsen's <laughs> too erotic to do that. That'd be perfect. Are you kidding me? You want to hear something funny though? Um, one of the shows, well, uh, not shows. Uh, I think the last tour. I think they sold all the Remsen. Sh- like we had a shirt for all the singles that we released. Right. So one for Witchfinder because we had three: Witchfinder, um, uh, Circuitous or Circoitus. You say tomato. I say tomato. 
and then there's uh as a sage burn so we had a shirt for each single mm. right and we sold out of all the ones with remsen because remsen was on one of them we I bought see. all of them like right away there you go we sold all of them out like that it was i was like blown away i'm like wow remsen's got some fans out there. <laughs> that's pretty damn cool i thought that was cool and remsen's like this erratic you know like quirky geeky you know like weird guy but he's he reminds me a lot like like uh, Frankenstein's assistant Igor, mm. like from Young Frankenstein, like you know, but not really so much hunched over. But what else? Like, yeah, exactly. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> so, no, he's he's you know he and the guy who portrays Remsen, and he also portrays Peter Thompson in the live action sense. He his name is Dennis Carter Jr. He's uh. He's he's definitely a man of uh, many talents, many faces, many faces for Dennis. Mm. Yeah, definitely good stuff, great stuff. And if you people out there go and buy this album, you'll find out, right, Troy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think they'll be disappointed with the record. I don't think so either. No, not at I, all. I think they would enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely you know it's something, especially if you buy the the uh the gatefold because you have the artwork all blown up mm. you have the lyrics um they have the cd as well so as well so you could use the vinyl or just have the vinyl for art purposes mm-hmm. and it's just something to look at to really you know like if you want to sit down and just en- engross yourself into like this conceptual horror-esque type of story it's perfect for around halloween especially Hence yep, the reason so. why they're releasing it Halloween. I think it's uh, it's great. I know a lot of people have reached out to me saying, "Oh yeah, we're looking forward to it." That's cool, you know. And if not, I'm still excited, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's always exciting putting out new music, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So please, please check it out. Check out the the lyric video for free, and then uh, actually, I probably get this video up this week. So I guess in a couple of days, the new video will be up. For uh, out of, out of blood. blood, so that'll be really cool. And we'll get battle, to hear that. battle to the end. We'll get to hear that uh, little extra scene that's not in the album. That you gave us a little sneak peek of. Yeah, you you'll be playing. Yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Anything else? I missed you guys. <laughs> I know. You yeah, we missed you off. too. You well, come nah, back I'll just... yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Life is coming. That's well, not, I don't was, say that. I, 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 I was <laughs> going nice. to say, eh, eh, eh. I'll save, <laughs> my, I'll save my one little piece of criticism <laughs> just because it was such a good record. <laughs> you we'll do it after. No, you can, you can bash it all you want. Okay. Yeah, there's no bashing. Uh, no, actually, honestly, I, I, said... really enjoy, I really enjoyed uh, <clears throat> every song on this. And um, it's... It's definitely on par with Manor of the Seven Gables. I can't say it's as good at it because Manor of the Seven Gables is just a masterpiece. That uh, wow, that that's a ten out of ten record right there. I that, wow. that's a really good album. I'll take but, that. Um, yeah, I'll take th- this I'll... one's really good too. The only thing that bothered me was there are certain parts where I feel like a, a riff goes on a little bit too long to really okay. Kind of 
follow along and let the speaking parts finish. Not that the song should be shortened. It just would have been nice to hear a little bit of a change up there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Not a really big deal. Doesn't you know, hurt the album you know in any way. You know what's really difficult right now? Um, just really balancing all that, you know? It's just difficult balancing all that. That's all. So sometimes it's harder to do it than others. And oh, yeah. It's easy. You know, we, we did what we could do. But, you know, it's good good constructive criticism. You know? Well, if you can go back and edit that, those few parts. <laughs> you would have to tell me which, where they are. It'd, it'd be I great. could do that. Sure. Yeah, I I can get it down <laughs> to the second, not a problem. Really? Okay. Let me know. It's we'll it's, it's it's really only two specific spots, and it, the only reason it stood out to me was because everything else just flows so beautifully that uh, there was an abnormality, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying this to him now. To Wayne. Oh, I thought you guys said Ole. No, no, no. Yeah, I miss those guys. I miss all of them. All right, so I just sent it to you. It's called the original Battle Blood intro. Oh, all right, cool. Send it to Greg, and then you can, you know, post it and cool. Post it. We're hoping that this will be. I'm thinking. I don't know if it's going to come out the same time as the video. I think the video is going to come out, and maybe that will come out like as a little bonus, like around Halloween. Mm. You know, yeah. maybe we'll we'll play it. They'll play it on the them them website. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't think it, I don't know if it's gonna make make it for Friday, but within a month it will be out. All right. At least it, as long as it gets out, that's all that matters. Yeah. People want to hear yes. the music more than anything, so that's they, the most definitely. Yeah. And this, the new album is definitely worth hearing. So please check out what, what's the website? Is it still them six 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 or something dot com or yeah, no, I was right. There we go. And Facebook at them whatever I don't know. Them six 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 too. No, it's them band official. Them band official at Facebook dot com dot com Facebook dot com slash them band official. There you go. And Twitter as well, right? I don't see you guys uh, write too much on Twitter. No, we're more of a Facebook. Yeah. Usually, the older people of Facebook. I was about to say, you want to give a break, <laughs> but that's fine. So am I. But uh, thank you very much, Troy, for coming on the show. No worries. Yeah, thanks for thank coming you for back me. on, Troy. It was uh, it was good having you on again, and good to have a new them album. Yes, it was great talking to you. Yeah, don't Next leave time. anywhere. What? Next time I won't say anything. You guys could talk. Yeah, that'd be great. It is our show. <laughs> I had tons of questions, and we went on for two hours now. I don't even want to ask them. You could edit all that out. No, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I think it was a very constructive conversation. Thank you very much. Actually, you know I what? Was I was trying to give you the whole lowdown. You, you did talk about some stuff about... Uh, Meeting people like after shows and stuff. So, give give me one really cool story, and so I can add the other ones. Besides, well, he already you're... did about. I the know, but is there one that that's, is that the best one? No. What's um, the best one? Oh wow. Uh, well, which from what sense? At, at any time I've ever played, or with them, with them, the with original, them. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
with them. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. There's, I mean, there's so many good ones. I already gave you I two awesome shows. That's uh, two awesome examples. Um, let me think. Um, well, let's mix it up and give us the best one from Cold Steel. There you go. Still. Oh, that's so long ago. <laughs> that's so long ago. Um, All right, never mind. Think of a third that one. Spot. I, 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 all right, hold on. Let me just think about this for a second. Um, I would have to say another one besides that. Uh, okay. Well, does it have to be with, a, with someone that I interacted with from the audience or... <coughs> Whatever. Or whatever. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I could. You know what? I could say something about Cold Steel. I'll, oh, I'll, go, I'll, I'll do Cold Steel. I'll do. I'll do one of each. Uh, Cold Steel's last show with Halloween, Anaheim, California. We're playing Crackdown. People had no idea who we, who we were, and I, I got a lot of the people in the front singing Crackdown. That's and you, you guys know the song. You know the song, right, Wayne? Wayne, right? Uh, not kind of my head, but great the song. So I got them singing Crackdown. There was this little kid uh, with his dad, and he had like earmuffs on. And um, I went over. I gave him something. I don't remember what I gave him, but he was like looking at me, like, like yeah, you know, yeah, something like that, you know. And I'll never forget the moment that. I, you know, I locked eyes with him. He was so appreciative, and the father was very appreciative. And I forgot what I gave him. I think I gave him like a pick or something. And I walk off, and as I'm walking off, two security guards followed me. So I'm like, oh, I guess this, this is what you know the big boys experience, <laughs> you know, because I, you know we're just we're a direct slot, and you know because I was actually in the audience. So, like, I jumped down from the stage, and you have a barricade about 12 feet where the pit, there's a pit where photography takes place for the first three or four songs, and the security guards stand there. So I jumped down, jumped up on the barricade, and I was just, like, you know, like, hitting everybody and during the last part of Crackdown. And they were just, you know, you know, I was, like, something like, I forgot exactly what I said. I don't know if I said something like, you know, you know, we're cold, we're cold effing steel, you know, and whatever, we'll be back soon or whatever. But that was years ago. And they were, people were like, so you like lied they were crap. Crap. liar. <laughs> <laughs> and as, for, as far as for them is concerned, um, uh, I would say, uh, you know, it was another last show in LA. We were playing uh, in LA and a lot of people came, uh, all the people there, it was again with Halloween, but it was with them now as a direct slot, the last show. Oh. And the people wanted, you know, they, they loved it. They were lo really enjoying our performance. And then some guy yelled out, you know, King Diamond or something like that. He was like, King Diamond or whatever, like something like that. I forget exactly what he yelled out. I was like, I was like, so I did. And then people were laughing. So the guy didn't like that, obviously. So we, after a show, we would go to the merch table and, you know, like sign some autographs if people wanted it. It was a way to get people to the merch table, right? The guy came after me. 
Like he came up to me to like fight me. And now I had a cane in my hand with a skull. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm looking at the cane, I'm looking at him. And b- before anything could happen, like it was, you know, things like that happens quick. Two of the guys that were with us just stood right in front of me and was like, you know, you want him, you're gonna go through us first. Sort of something like that. And I just raised I raised a cane. I went like that with the cane because I had a skull top. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that. He walked away. He just walked away. So that was a, that was an interesting something that I didn't want to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was just like, you know, I'm in, in the doing my thing and all of a sudden there was a quiet moment and yeah. usually you could hear a pin drop people like so engrossed with what we were doing one guy thought it was funny and he's just like king diamond and i went <laughs> you're like yeah i went Pfft. like just i shushed him and he didn't like that like it was embarrassing <laughs> everybody was laughing like like not everybody but a lot of people were laughing because yeah. they knew what was going on and he was like got all mad and then he waited for me. Yeah, so that was well, interesting. He, uh, he sounds like an ass from the beginning, though. I'm not really surprised. Like, obviously, he set it to try to mess with the show, and he didn't get his way. So, hell with him. He should just count himself lucky your buddies were there, and he didn't get Nancy Kerrigan by a cane skull. Do you, you know what? <laughs> if we Right, exactly. That would have happened. Uh, if, you know, we play again, I anticipate that to happen yeah. you know maybe i'll be a little different i don't think i would do that but who knows like you don't know it's so hard to contain yourself when you're doing your thing and then all of a sudden something like that happens how do you deal with that yeah. you ignore yeah. it or usually ignore it i've ignored other things too people holding up king diamond shirts to me before like just like this like like that or pointing to their shirt you know, like this guy who's going to do it to me. Of course, he's going to do it. To me. And I, I <laughs> now, do, do, you, do, do you think anybody like does that in in a form of camaraderie though to kind of say, "Hey, we're both King Diamond fan." Just, I think wondering. sometimes, I think yeah. sometimes, and in some cases, just to get a reaction from me. Okay. Hi, Gene. <laughs> face to face. Where were you going? I was talking to him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you could talk to him face to face now. Okay. When is your album coming out? Never. Why? It's never going to come out. I lied. I'm a liar. I want to buy it. I want to give you my money to buy it. Where is it? Well, you can't buy it because it's not coming out. I'm very upset. I'm so sorry. I lied to you. And I'm I not speaking it- to anybody else but myself. I want my album. That you promised. Uh, call my grandma. Bye. I do a terrible King Diamond impersonation, if you couldn't tell. It was close enough. It was pretty close. Yeah, was... like, actually, when we did that tour that's on that poster, on uh, hanging behind where Wayne sits, uh, all the Canadian, well, the, the, there were two, Cana- two Canadian dates. We played those shows, and after the show, literally, I take the gear off, take the makeup off, put on the baseball cap. <clears throat> I look like a regular Joe Schmo. And I walk up to people, be like, oh, how was that band that opened up for Halloween? Oh, they were awesome. Or they were, you know, really good. Or, oh, wow. Really, I missed them. I didn't get a chance to see them. Oh, I'll have to check them out another time. And walk away. That's awesome. I had no idea <laughs> that it was me. That is cool. 
I like that because it gives me a little bit of like a privacy, I guess, you know, like not that, you know, like I'm not, I'm no rock star or anything like that. But what uh, the other, on the flip side, we were in Germany. Uh, I forget where this is the first time we went. It was in 2017 for Sweet Hollow. And I'll never forget. We pulled up to this venue. It was a nice venue. I forget the name of it. Uh, but uh, we all got out of the, we have a, like a, like kind of like a mini bus type of van, big van, you know, it's really big. Sure. You know, we get out and I walk towards the venue by myself, like through the back, the back way. I just wanted to see or where we're going to load in or whatever. And then people are hanging out, just stretching their legs. And I walk to the back and some guy was, was literally maybe like across the street and he walks up to me and he goes, hi, I'm whoever with a broken, you know, broken uh, yeah. uh, German, you know, he's like, hi, whatever. Uh, I'm so-and-so. Oh yeah. Hi. He says, uh, you mind if I take a picture with you? I'm like, you want a picture with me? Why? And he's like, well, you're KK. <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, really? Sure. Why not? What the hell? But most of the time, a lot of people, they don't, they don't make that connection. That's awesome. And it's so funny. I mean, like, and there have been numerous times where we go on stage in the heat of the moment. I'm like, ah, pointing to people or whatever. And then they're like, looking, looking up from the audience and they're like, like all excited or whatever. You could see like excitement in their face, you know? And then the same people, I come, like, let's say we finish the show. Let's say I go back to our merch table or whatever. And they're at the merch table all excited talking about it. And I'm just looking. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, hi. Yeah, so blah, 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 blah. And they, <laughs> they just continue talking, not knowing that I was just who they were like looking like this, like a deer in headlights. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny. And. I'm cool with that. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. That same tour, the second, the second. Okay, show. wait. Let let Hold let's on. let Wayne introduce oh. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Introduce what? The you show. Want me, you want me to tell what this show? last story? I'll forget it. Yeah, go ahead. Tell you another half story. hour. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, he can edit it. In. He can edit it. In. Yeah. That's, so go ahead. That uh, it was the second show. I did the same thing. All right, in Canada, it was Quebec City, and there was this girl who. Um, she was in a wheelchair and I went up to her um, after the show and I sat down and I think whoever she was with, they thought maybe I was going to like cause problems or whatever. So they like kind of like surrounded me and uh, there was like one or two people with her. And I said, Oh, did you see that band? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, did you, did you like them? She said, I love them. And I, I forgot what I did. I don't know if I gave her a shirt or a poster or something. I gave her something and I said, well, I'm the singer and I just wanted to thank you for, you know, for watching the show. You know, you didn't have to, you know, because back in the States, we a lot of people don't do that. They don't watch the opening band. But Canada, they all watch the whole thing. There's not one single huh. person out. They watch the show. And I appreciate that from, you know, the people from Quebec. They all were like that, all of them. But, you know, I went up to her and I just, I wanted to make a night, you know, and I'm still friends with her on Facebook, you know, she really comments cool. and stuff. Yeah, she's, she's a nice, she was a nice girl and, you know, she didn't believe it. She's like, no <laughs> way, that's not you. I'm like, yeah, that was me. I promise you. 
or maybe I sang to her something, you know, whatever. I did something like that. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a cool moment. It was definitely a cool a cool moment where you can uh, you know interact with someone. And uh, the other thing was, I met someone at another another show. It was in Montreal. The show before the one I was just talking about. It's on that poster that he has. And she was a bass player for the band before us. Her name was Nadie. Um, and she was, you know, she really liked our group and their group liked our group. And it's like, thank you very much. And she happened to be an, an artist. And she, uh, you know, she said, well, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a painter and I'd like to paint something for you sometime. I said, sure, no problem. What would you like me to paint? And I said, you know, you could paint uh, paint something with KK, walking through the cemetery or whatever, but you have to put something in the photo indicating that it is Quebec. And so she drew, uh, she made a painting for me. It's on my wall. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can show you. It's one of my souvenirs. I don't know if you can see it. Maybe not. Right, let's see. Uh, you know, I have to bring it here. I can bring it here. I'll bring it okay. here. In a minute, I'll bring it here. But she just uh, within the year she passed away. She just she died. Oh no. it was very sad. She painted this for me, and I'm very um, I'm very honored that she she made that for me. Like you know, like someone made me a wood, this wood cut out, you know, and <laughs> I made the painting, and I kept it. I kept I keep it all. I kept it. I have it, and that, and that thing is up there in the corner. That's awesome. Hey, where where am I still there? It's it's there. Yeah, that's where it stays. As long as I'm here, it's perfectly right there. Perfect. Yeah, and her picture is not not on this wall, but on this wall. That's why I can't really. It's on the far corner. I'll 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 bring it up. I'll take it down. I need to take a picture and I can put it up on the screen. Okay, I'll do that. I'll take a picture. Save you trouble, because then you'll probably never get it back up on the wall. That might be. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Again, Troy. Thank you very much for coming on the show. No problem. And yes. everything that thank we were saying, everything we were, everything I was complaining about before yeah. about that guy over there, yeah. is it's all peace and love. I say it with peace and love. Of course. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I really want what's supposed to come out. That's all. Right. And I'm upset. I'm disappointed. But I'll, thank I'll you see what I can do. Talk to him for me. I will. I, I, I mean, you know what? I'm going to text him right now. More, right. more, more importantly than that, right. I, I think we should more show our support and get someone out there to get Kim Ruz an ability so he could drum on something again. Yeah. There you go. Here we go. Okay. Well, I mean, we're all in contact with him. I mean, there's got to be someone out there. Actually, he hasn't wrote me back in a while. He's even older than Troy is. He's not about Facebook, man. He told us that. No, even on emails, too, because we were talking back and forth, and he just disappeared. But that's a different story for another time. Yeah. In the meantime, please check out RatsOutReview.com. Yeah. Please check out our T-shirts. There is a link to the T-shirts. I made some new ones, some really cool ones, and they're pretty red. They are. Pretty, I'm ex- pretty red. I'm pretty expecting red. the newest one tomorrow, which is uh, a take on the uh, "Don't Break the Oath" album cover. So that came out pretty cool. Um, 
yeah, that's it. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, please subscribe, share, like our stuff, and we will see you guys next time.
What?